0: The following is a Network Newswire audio production. As a multifaceted financial news and publishing company, Network Newswire uses its network of more than 5,000 key distribution outlets as well as other corporate communication tools to introduce private and public companies to a wide audience of investors, consumers, journalists, and the general public. Our reputation for highly efficient communication strategies is based on the experience and relationships our team has in the space. It is Network Newswire's unwavering commitment to connect the investment community with companies that have great potential and a strong dedication to building shareholder value. The following interview features a client of Network Newswire. Network Newswire may have been compensated for the production of this interview. Please be sure to read our entire disclaimer for full disclosure. Thank you and here today as your host is Stuart Smith.
1: Welcome one, welcome all to another online business briefing where you know we shine a spotlight on some of the smartest and freshest plays here in the market today. Now to that end, we are speaking with Pacific Rim Cobalt Corp. They're traded under the ticker symbol PCRCF here in the States. On the Canadian Stock Exchange, their ticker symbol is BOLT, BOLT, and on the Frankfurt, they are NX FE. We're lucky enough to be joined by the CEO of the company, Ranjit Sunder. And there's some important news out today, February 24th, 2020. Use that ticker symbol again to find the news. Pacific Rim announces name change to Bolt Metals Corp. So let's welcome the CEO to the show. Ranjit, thanks so much for calling in. How are you today? I'm doing well, Stuart. It's great to be in the call. Hey, great to have you. So I referred to the company as Pacific Rim Cobalt in the beginning, but it looks like we'll be calling you Bolt Metals Corp for the rest of this interview and going forward for your company. Let's talk a little bit about this name change and rebranding.
2: Sure, Stuart. It's been in our thoughts and in our processing for about six months now. Most companies are operating on drill bit success and hoping for exploration results. We did all of that in 2018 and 19, so now we're transitioning and rebranding our company from a resource-specific player to more part of the electric vehicle supply chain in Asia. We're very focused on production-grade battery metals in our region, and we're now going to employ a vertical uh, mineral-to-market strategy and leverage our assets to the fullest.
1: Excellent. Well, that gave us a peek into your business model there. Let's go ahead and jump a little bit deeper into that business model. For the listeners who are not yet familiar with what you're doing there, let's talk about Bolt Metals Corp and its business model now.
2: Yeah, sure. Uh, I've been based in Southeast Asia for 25 years in the mining sector. I'm going to guess that the EV boom started five years ago, but it depends where you look at it. We were looking at it very early on as... We're in Southeast Asia, specifically in the China market and Indonesia. How do we get involved? I ran one of the largest mining service companies in Indonesia, and one of the key metals in the EV sector is nickel. Indonesia is the largest exporter of nickel, has the largest reserves of nickel. So there's no better place in the world to join the supply chain chain from within Indonesia. We started looking at projects which would... And we secured our Cyclops Nickel Cobra project back in 2017 with the goal of that project having enough quality ore with the right mineralization to be processed into battery metal products and service the Asian market, specifically China.
1: Well, very good. Let's look back on 2019, because as you just pointed out, as the CEO of the company, a lot was accomplished in that year. As you look back on 2019, what do you see as some of the major milestones for the company that you were able to achieve?
2: Yes, 2019, I'll use the word pivotal, though it's overused by a lot of people, a pivotal year for us. All of our drill results exceeded expectations. Our nickel intersections, which start at surface, exceeded expectations, all that information is on our website at BoltMetals.com. But from a drilling standpoint, uh, from a permitting standpoint, everything solidified as to what we hope the project was and what it actually is. We then took the next step of sending a lot of our ore to our, our materials to a processing plant to see, is this... Going to be able to be processed in such a way that we can start to talk to offtake partners. And the results were incredible 99% recovery on the nickel, I believe it was 96% on the cobalt. So 2019 showed us that our project has the criteria that fits the supply chain for the EV sector in China and Asia.
1: Well, as I mentioned, you're the CEO of the company. You gave us a little bit about your background. Let's talk about the key players on your team, including yourself, and what you guys bring to the table as a team of management, as well as advisors and consultants to the company. Let's talk about the leadership.
2: Sure. Myself, we've talked about, I've been in the age 25 years, focused on mining projects and investment banking. Our country manager, Andre Talaska, has 25 years operating projects in Southeast Asia and Australia in the nickel sector. He's very familiar with Indonesia, having lived there for so long. The team he's assembled, they were hand-picked and taken from other companies over the last three or four years just to have that quality asset base of people, which is very, very important. From a compliance point of view, we have Mr. Steve Vanry, who has worked in some very senior level positions as CFO as the CFO of mining projects and mining companies. And Our board gets rounded out by Mr. Gary Clark, who has been the chairman and director of the Ontario Prospectors Association on several occasions. And Mr. Jeffrey Fielding out of London, who is a family office private wealth manager. So, I think we have a Solid management team, solid board of directors, and some of the most important people on the team I did not mention, but they're the people up on the site, making sure things go well, the people in our office making sure things get processed, and the permitting's on site, our legal, our accounting. Um, I'm very happy to be working with this group of people.
1: Well, excellent. It sounds like a strong, well-rounded team, and as you look to the future with this team, what do you see as some of the goals that you'd like the company to achieve here in 2020?
2: In 2020, we're looking to show the market that we have a business plan that people care about. In our business, you're always trying to build something which someone bigger than you likes. Being in Indonesia, it can be a bit of a challenging jurisdiction as can some of the more popular mining uh, countries in the world so what we bring is local know-how um, a fantastic projects and project generation and this attracted Eastspring spring out of china east spring is the largest battery manufacturer in china and in 2018 quite early in our business plan they wanted to do a preliminary offtake agreement with us which just demonstrated that we are in the right country with the right project in 2020 we hope to take that relationship and several others to the next level we're looking to not rely so much upon our treasury and our ability to raise money to move the project forward but to have someone step up in the southeast Asian region with deeper pockets and exposure to the ev sector at a different level to say listen we want to work with you let's formalize an agreement be it a cooperation and investment something more formal Uh, Over the next quarter, we will show our investors, our shareholders, the country of Indonesia, and our employees that we've done all the right things in the last two years to make that happen.
1: Ranjit, you're definitely in one of the hottest sectors, but you're also in one of the hottest geographic locations. Indonesia is really just a hotbed. We hear about it in the forefront of news. Give us your take as somebody who's immersed there, the evolution of Indonesia and what's happening there right now.
2: I would have to say that, currently, 2019 and 2020, Indonesia has not been more supportive than people in the resource space, mining space. There's been over $20 billion committed in nickel projects for Indonesia by companies such as Sumitomo Metals. Uh, Toyota's committed $2 billion to be spent by 2023, all focused on EV, electric vehicles, in that space. That kind of money and commitments do, do not come in without government support. The president of Indonesia, Joko Widodo, has publicly said, we want to process raw materials from our resources and be the leader in the world in the supply chain. The ministers are supporting all of this development as well. So I've been in Indonesia again for 20, 25 years, and sometimes the support is there but it's not as vocal it's a little behind the scenes for the government and the policies and the right people saying statements like this it's extremely helpful and we can feel it in our business on the ground with the number of inquiries we get from large companies things you're a western company operating in there what do you have what do you plan to do and how do we work with you and those uh, inquiries are coming in more and more on a regular basis so into our business plan stick into our Blizzard business model, and we have ambitious plans for 2020.
1: Well, listeners, once again, we are speaking with Bolt Metals Corp. Again, traded on the Canadian Stock Exchange under the ticker symbol B O L T. That's BOLT. Here in the States, under the ticker symbol PCRCF. And on the Frankfurt, under the ticker symbol NXFE. Ranjit, thank you so much for your time, your insight into your exciting company. We look forward to great things from you and Bolt Metals Corp here in 2020 and well beyond. Thanks for your time, Ranjit.
2: It was a pleasure, Stuart. Enjoy the rest of your day.
1: All right, for Ranjit Sundar, this is Stuart Smith saying thanks so much for listening.
0: This audio interview is an original broadcast provided by Network Newswire, a multifaceted financial news and publishing company delivering a new generation of corporate communication solutions, including news aggregation and syndication, social communication, and enhanced news release services. Network Newswire may receive payments for corporate communications relations as well as various press releases and social media solutions. Provided to its clients. You should assume that officers and directors of Network Newswire or financial analysts mentioned hold a position in and may intend to trade these securities for their own accounts. This interview is not an offer or recommendation to buy or sell securities. Information in this broadcast is presented solely for informative purposes and is not intended to be nor should it be construed as investment advice. As in all investments, investment in the featured company carries an investment risk. Listeners should review the company thoroughly with a registered investment advisor or registered stockbroker. This audio interview by Network Newswire does not purport to be a complete study of the featured company or other companies mentioned. Information used in statements of fact have been obtained from the feature company and other sources, but not verified nor guaranteed by Network Newswire as to completeness or accuracy. Such information is subject to change without notice. Please see our full disclaimers and disclosures at NetworkNewswire.com.